Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirit of Dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on this cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you certainly now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Hat Morris. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Shaheen, Doobie, uh, Lou, what's going on, man? Uh, losing Myrtle Beach and shit. Motherfuckers vacation and still listening to my shit. So, what's going on, Schlack? Um, yeah, so I was going to do a show last night. I guess my keyboard broke. I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about computers. Um, so. When the shit stops working, I just want to set my house on fire, which is probably the inappropriate response to that type of thing. But I'm terrible with technology, and then, uh, you know, I just feel like fucking, I don't know, doing myself, you know. So, shit just shuts my my shit down. Um, but, yeah, man, take care, Lou. Um, so, now my dog's out in the living room barking at the thunder, so, you know. My quality is only going to be so good at any given week. So, I mean, it is what it is. A um, couple things to get into tonight. Uh, real quick, fucking last night, I guess um, they ran a Dojo Wars show. And Captain Dave reported that uh, <laughs> Schlack said this episode should be good. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, I want to 
put my standards up too high. I mean, I don't know. Um, but, um, fucking Dojo Wars last night apparently drew 12 people. 12 people. Um, Sabu is watching, which is fucking awkward. Um, all right then. Um, someone got a really shitty tattoo of Sabu. So, uh, I mean, there's that. Might as well just mention that right off the bat. Uh, Sabu put him on blast. Um, ditto. What can you do? <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with the motherfucker because uh, the tattoo wasn't that great. So, shout out to that dude. Um, that's why this Facebook Live shit's wild, man. You never know who's going to pop in. Even if it's for a second they hit it on accident, you know? Um, so, yeah, the um, Dojo War show drew 12 people. I don't know if Captain Dave was counting himself. I don't think that matters. Uh, when it comes down to it, if every single student in attendance, every person on a match, you got to figure there was six or eight matches. If every one of those people brought one person each, they would have outdrew what they had last night. So that's, that's bad news. That's, that's really bad news. Um, CZW is in bad fucking shape. Um, but that, that's been the case for a while. I think DJ was one of the top main events of the show, which is fucking wild. You know, like he's got to, he's got to cut that shit out. No one's looking to see him, um, whether it be a students or whatever the case is. That thunder sounds wild as fuck out here. Um, and then a dog barks and all this shit. So, um, you know, what can I tell you? Um, so what do I want to get into? The backyard show was fucking something. Um, I watched that shit and, um, it was like morbid curiosity that I watched it because it wasn't it wasn't something that I expected to really be super entertained by, um, and it was what it, it was kind of what I expected it to be. Uh, they did like a goofy gimmick where they did the um, they used their backyard names and shit like this. So look, I mean everybody in attendance. It was over there at Jonathan Stauffer's house, and uh, you know everybody in attendance looked like they had a great time. I'm sure they did. Um, you know the usual suspects of the deathmatch crowd. Some cold brew coffee. Um, but I mean, what can you expect from them? I mean, everybody knows how I feel about the the crowd in general. It's it's not it's not a good feeling. But um, definitely mostly a crowd of people I don't want to spend ten minutes around. So, um, the things that I took away from this, I don't want to you know get into like pulling matches apart and shit like that. I mean they they went in they they had like a good time with their show and you know the, the crowd and attendance had fun and this and that. And it wasn't supposed to be like you know, best of the best or, um, you know, some super show that they put on like the livest performances you've ever seen. You know, you're not going to see the best Joey Janela match on that show. Um, he saved that for, you know, <laughs> the other night. Um, but, um, you know, it, it was what it was. Um, the things that I took away from the show, number one is Alex Zane kid is a fucking animal. Um, Tremendous talent. Definitely want to see more of that dude on shows. Um, some of his aerial ability is just fucking crazy. I never heard of the dude before. I tried to hit up Jeremy, my boy from uh, I Got Your Five Stars, and I was going to tell him, like, yo, man, this uh, this dude's fucking, this dude's nice. Yeah, I mean, you should check him out. And um, I looked on Jeremy's thing on uh, his fucking podcast and apparently interviewed him, like, a week ago. So it's like, Jeremy, I've been saying the dude has his finger on the pulse of the fucking uh, up and coming talent and shit like that. I'm not, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that, uh, 
up on the uh, latest indie wrestlers and could tell you who the next rising star is. I'm not that guy. I'm hard to impress. So you're lucky if I fucking tune in, but a guy like Jeremy, you listen to his show. You want to hear about like the new up up and coming talent to look out for. I got you five stars. That's the place to see that. Um, so, uh, that, that dude stood out. Uh, he had a match with Deppin. They did some old silly shit, like fucking, uh, like a suicide dive into a fucking, uh, a Canadian destroyer and shit. Like what the fuck uh, shit. You don't even think is humanly impossible. Um, humanly possible. You don't think it's humanly possible. That that's more accurate. Um, but yeah, so the other thing that I took away from this show was Nick Gage, man, the old Nick Gage would have called the new Nick Gage a pussy like 12 fucking times. The first time he saw him, um, this Nick Gage gave more shout outs on the commentary than four hours of hot 97. It's fucking unreal. Like I had to keep quote, like I just kept fucking sending like quotes to fucking people like, yo, Gage just said this. He legitimately just said this. Like <laughs> start off with the fucking shout outs. Dude, shout out to Frankie Picard. I wrestled that dude last week. That dude's tough. That's what this fucking guy said. Like, I mean, old Nick Gage, if he mentioned Frankie Picard, he'd say he's lucky that motherfucker's alive. I should have drowned him in the fucking ocean. And I would agree. I would agree he should have drowned him in the fucking ocean. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's wild. It's wild as hell to hear Nick Gage shouting people out like he's fucking Wendy Williams um, or Angie Martinez or some shit from old Hot 97. Um, that, that's what he sounded like. Like here, here's some shit that he said. He goes, uh, <laughs> I can't see shit right now, but that's all right. <laughs> I'm like, yo, fucking, this is Nick Gage. Normally Nick Gage would be on the mic and he'd be like, yo, if this crowd doesn't sit down, I'll kill every fucking person out here. That that's old Nick Gage on commentary. Gage would be like, yo, if these motherfuckers don't get out of my way, I'm going to fucking kill everybody in attendance. Like that's, that's old Nick Gage. That's the type of shit that I would expect out of Gage. If he's on commentary and motherfuckers in his way, this dude says, I can't see shit right now, but that's all right. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Oh fuck. Never mind that shit. Um, this dude at some point says, we're all just having a great time. It's just, just out of nowhere. Just like cuts to like, yeah, you know, we're, we're just all having a great time. Nick, this is Nick Gage. I started calling him um, Nick freaking Sage by the end of the fucking show because he he was just he was just fucking man, the the most peaceful motherfucker possible. He would every once in a while break into yeah, I fucked this guy up, but then he'd be like, but today ain't about all that, man. We're having a great time out here. We're just we're just hanging out. This is just a great day. Beautiful sun is shining. <laughs> it's just like what the fuck is going on, man? Like how. I, I can't, I can't tolerate this Nick Gage, man. I can't do it. it, it this is not the Gage for me. Um, I'm not a fan of this Gage at all. Um, this dude said uh, one, one last quote from him. He goes, um, he goes, shit. yo, it's hard to even fucking say this shit. Knowing this shit came from Nick Gage, he said, shout out to all the good people out there. <laughs> like like on some real shit This is like some fucking Mr. Rogers shit Like you know Just want to give a shout out to all the good people out there This is This is legitimate Nick Gage quote 
Nick Gage 2019 would like to shout out all the good people out there. I mean, that's fucking wild. Um, I don't know what to say about that. Um, so, uh, what what the fuck else came out of this show? Not not much, man. Um, that Luke Hadley dude, he wrestled Schlack. He shot himself in the face with a fucking Roman candle. I don't know. I can't imagine that was supposed to happen because he lit it and like two or three balls of that shit went in his face and then he turned it around and started shooting Schlack with it. So I don't know. I don't know if that was supposed to happen or not. It doesn't look like it was supposed to. He was like blowing smoke out from it. It hit him like directly in the face, which to me is funny. But um, I don't know if it was funny to him. Um, you know, it, it was kind of the shit show you would uh, you would expect it to be. Oh, the other thing I wanted to point out is um, at some point Gage walked off commentary and then I uh, was up, Russell. Uh, he walked off commentary and Janela took over at like the, um, the, the main event. I don't even fucking remember what the main event was. Um, so he took over at the main event and Janela sounded like Daffy Duck with a fucking brain injury. Um, Joey, he gets drunk to the point where you know when people get drunk so much that like their lips can't hold the spit in their face anymore? It's almost like like if you amputated their lips and they try to speak, like that's what he sounded like. Um you could like you don't even need to see him to know that there's spit coming out of his mouth. Like it's crazy. So to put that on commentary, this is the thing I, I continually don't understand. I know this is a backyard show, it's not supposed to be really taken seriously, all that. Hold on. Uh some more cold brew coffee um but it's embarrassing man it's going out to the world this isn't just like you and your fucking friends and 10 people like you're hoping to sell this thing to lots of people so um oh lloyd versus raver was the main that's right um and they uh thanks shaheen because that's um that'll be a good segue to this next little thing i want to touch on um and uh, uh, Raver took like a fucking bump off of the roof, like the the tall end of the roof through like a bunch of doors and shit like this. Um, cool visual and everything, but I don't know. Um, so that that was that show. Um, he also Janella also mentioned on this show, on commentary when he was sounding, you know, doing the Daffy Duck with a brain injury, um, that he starts with a personal trainer on Monday. Now, mind you, I, I believe the, the other thing happened on Tuesday, right? So, I don't know. Maybe the personal trainer got him all riled up, and he thought he could do some... I, I don't know. Um, or maybe his personal trainer is Enzo, and, and this was part of his training. I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with this. Um, so, uh, speaking on the, um, the, the um, G-Raver thing, it reminded me of this other thing. Now... Understand it like this whole thing like I meant no fucking harm on it and like this was just like random I I got home from the gym the other night and I saw this fucking um this post from uh Raven Havoc who I, I've never fucking heard of but he tagged a bunch of people who I'm friends with a bunch of wrestlers who I'm friends with so it showed up on my timeline for whatever reason and uh it said probably not exactly how you planned on waking up consider yourself called out I want to learn. I want to be better. I want to grow. Let's make something happen, boys. 
high hopes and big dreams. Uh, fuck you, Kid Osborne. I haven't forgotten you. And it's like a list. You know, like when they were doing a list, like I think Cody Rhodes started that shit like fucking three years ago or something. And everybody was doing the list. We did a list. And this was 2019-2020 goals. So the list reads as this. And it's got little boxes to check off next to it. And it says, uh, what's going on, Pierre? Uh, so it says uh, his, his 2000. 19-2020 goals are Jimmy Lloyd, Casanova Valentine, Low Life Louie, Connor Claxton, Alex Cologne, Kill Kid Osborne, and GCW Deathmatch. And then he signs his name at the bottom because you need to sign your own list. Um, so I just like, again, like I, I, I have no ill will towards this fucking guy. I don't know him. He could be the, the fucking coolest dude ever. He could be the next rising deathmatch star for all I know. I, I, I got nothing against this fucking dude. But I just saw this fucking list because anyone like aspiring to wrestle Jimmy Lloyd to me like just sticks out as wild, you know. And Jimmy used to have some fucking uh, pretty big performances. I've given him credit where credit is due. But like dream matches Jimmy Lloyd, like I, I don't know. So... Um, I, I just saw that. So I just put like, who the fuck are you and why are your standards so low? And the other thing that was funny about this post to me was that you could see like there was one like super fan that was in there and he was just arguing with all the wrestlers on why the, the dude was, was awesome to him and shit. So I just thought it was funny. And I knew like by making a comment like that, he was going to like just fucking lose his shit. And he did. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And it just, Again, I got no ill will against the guy. He might be the fastest rising star in deathmatch wrestling. Uh, he might be the, the coolest dude in the world. But it was just like a little fucking, I, I guess, like trolling kind of, kind of thing. Because I generally don't do like random shit like for a reaction or whatever. But I just thought it was funny. I just saw it popped up on my timeline. I was like, ah, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but his list is crazy. He's got Jimmy Lloyd up here. It's like a hope to wrestle him. So. <laughs> You know, is what it is. Take it, take it lightly, because it definitely wasn't meant with any uh, fucking crazy intent. I have no knowledge of his his ability or, or work or anything like that. So, it's not a. It, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to. You know, do anything crazy. But again, you don't know who the fuck I am, so it shouldn't really offend you at all. Um, what the fuck? Um, whoa. Oh, um, Evolve is going to be up against, um, AEW's fight for the fall. And Evolve is running a show in the ECW arena and, um, it's going to be broadcast on the WWE network. So that's like a pretty big fucking thing. Um, you're going to get guys like Joe Gacy and, um, Eddie Kingston and like those type of guys are going to get on the WWE network, which to me is really cool. Cause those are a lot of guys that, you know, even if they're not immediately signed with, with NXT or whatever, um, they're going to have a lot of eyes on them right there. Um, Evolve has been like a feeder system for NXT for a while. You've seen a lot of guys that, you know, they'll be working for CZW or whatever the case is. And then they'll start dabbling in NXT or in Evolve. Next thing you know, they're, they're up in NXT. So it seems like a, a pretty quick gateway to NXT. So, you know, good on them. I really, I hope to see Eddie Kingston either be able to extend his career via the Indies or AEW or one of these different things, or to be able to like, you know, work his way in through Evolve to like an NXT or whatever the case is. Cause uh, you know, he had said like last year that this is his last year, unless some, some wild shit happens. 
you know, and I told him then, like, yo, man, make make some wild shit happen. Because Eddie Kingston's a guy I've always been um, a big, big fan of. Great dude. Uh, always love having him on the show. And, um, yeah, he, he's a great dude. He deserves something. I'd really like to see him make it somewhere, you know, big screen type stuff. You know, so many TV products going on these days. And Eddie's one of those guys I'd love to see, uh, you know, make it. Uh, Joe Gacy's another guy that, you know, underrated for a long time and now he's finally in the right you know in front of the right cameras because czw is just a fucking again you know 12 fucking people at their dojo war show last night that's come on man enough with this shit they're they're not running live pay-per-views i pay-per-views they're not i mean they're not doing a million things that they were doing five five six ten years ago czw has been around for so long and they've done nothing but regress half of the things they were doing years ago, they don't even do anymore. So, I mean, you, you can't give them a lot of credit and saying they're going in the right direction because, uh, it, they keep taking steps backwards. Um, so that, you know, it should be a pretty big thing. Um, Ian's kid posted something that, uh, you know, after this, uh, this, what the fuck is it called? Uh, the Southern sickness cup, uh, he he's done with the wrestling business overall. Um, I don't know what the fuck he expected putting on that show that he put on with the with the midget kid that got all cut up. I, I don't know what he expected. I don't know if he thought like you know, well, you know, going this this direction, I'll do what? Like, it couldn't bring anything but negative attention. So. I mean, he, he had nobody in attendance. He didn't have a building that could draw. He didn't have permits for the building he did book. He had a, a guy who was just about fucking a fan taking, like, uh, you know, bumps over the top rope to fucking light two bundles and, like, crazy, crazy shit that, like, there's – what could the upside be? Like, what did he expect to happen? So to come out of that, get a bunch of negative publicity, and then be like, oh, I'm done after the next show, like – what what did you expect to happen? I, I just, I don't see, it's not like, yo, he, he really tried his ass off. He, he fucking did everything he was supposed to. And, and he got such negative backlash. That he's just discouraged and stuff. He did nothing right. So that is sort of do nothing right. And then turn around and be like, Oh, I'm, I'm fucking done after this. And, and I'll, I'll just give you a fucking, uh, my, my bet is that show happens October 18th and 19th. It's supposed to be a two-day tournament. Tons of big talent on it. I would be really, really surprised if that show happens. I, I mean, really fucking surprised if that show happens. Because he's already got tons of negative publicity on his name. I'm pretty sure it's running in a different state than he ran the last piece of shit. But, um, I, I mean... I'll be real shocked if it happens because it's months in advance too. So a lot of people can like rally up and get shit against them. So I don't know. Um, but he's a dickhead. I mean, again, just to quickly rehash, this is the guy who went in front of the camera and said, fuck you, JCAT. Cause he didn't understand the English that I said on my, my podcast, which wasn't even really negative towards him or the guy he was wrestling. Um, I clearly stated that, Ian was building this all-star deathmatch tournament and he was putting a rookie in there. So like he, this rookie could be, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the new Michael Jordan of deathmatch wrestling. But if you're saying we are come, 
were compiling a deathmatch tournament made of only the best, only the winners of deathmatch tournaments with a very few exceptions. And one of those few exceptions is a guy that like we've never heard of and he might be tearing down the house in your building, but like we haven't heard of him yet. That's all I said. Not like, fuck this dickhead kid. I'm just like, what are, what are we doing here? You know, what, what are we? And, and you know, so he had a match with this, uh, or invite dude, you know, and, and he, he, you know, he needed to immediately follow that match with telling the 18 fans in attendance and, and the camera, fuck you, J cat. I'm like, Oh shit. And like, somebody had to like message me like, yo, this dude just said, fuck you. And I'm like, he did like, I don't, so I had to wait until the fucking VOD came out and shit. And you know, uh, someone to send me a clip I'm like, Oh, there, there that goes. I mean, I don't know why I'm even relevant in, um, the, the mid South to be, mentioning after your match i mean if you tear it up the fucking guy enjoy your moment jesus christ who the fuck am i and again like i didn't even say anything to really warrant that but fucking hurt me not to mention my name on your show that's not what i was looking for but all right um what else oh preacher preacher was on fucking raw um this must have been like a gulag hooked him up or something like that. Um, this dude is terrible. I don't give a fuck. Like, I know everybody seems to like him. Everybody's like, oh, shit, my guy, he's on Raw and all this. Dude's fucking terrible. I never heard of him in the business. Apparently, he's been around for 10-plus years, um, and he was a CZW trainer. Um, made a lot of friends there. A lot of people love him. But um, as far as me seeing him as a fan, as a wrestling fan, watching him come in, he was fucking horrible. Absolutely horrible. I don't know how he was teaching anyone to do anything. He couldn't get over. This fucking dude took an Alex Cologne uh, DVD on the, the ring apron, uh, broke his fucking neck. He's teaching students how to bump right. Like, I don't want to learn from a guy who broke his fucking neck taking a bump. So um, then they have an angle where, like, Alex Cologne... Um, broke his neck like oh i fucking did that shit i broke your fucking neck all of this so alex cologne's like the super heel fucking preacher comes back in a fucking neck brace and then you know makes his big return to fight alex cologne the guy who broke his neck and couldn't get a fucking face pop so like that that's a bad look that's a really bad look um if you can't get a face pop coming back off a broken neck then you're pretty fucking terrible so he's not teaching the kids how to bump because he's breaking his own fucking neck, which accidents happen. It's not like, yo, if you have one accident, you, you can never teach anybody anything, but that, that's a pretty bad example right there. And then, um, you know, you, you can't teach him how to get over. You definitely can't teach him how to get over. And then on the one street fight, <laughs> I think it was with Alex Cologne too. He came out in his jorts and in the back fucking pocket, I heard from a couple of people on the show, what it was and everything. And in the back pocket of his fucking jorts, he had the fucking call sheet of the fucking the fucking show. And he wrestled the whole match with the fucking rolled up call sheet in his fucking back pocket. So everybody's happy to see him on Raw. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't watch Raw, but I people send me the screenshot. Um, might be a nice guy, but he was fucking horrendous every time I saw him wrestle. So um, I don't know if he's like the new James Ellsworth. Um, just like real awkward looking motherfucker that they put into a match. Um I guess he was like the, the garbage man or something on the show. Um, you know, I, what can you do? Um, he was garbage every time I saw him too. So, uh, yeah, he, you know, I guess good for him. I, I don't know. Um, 
I don't know if he's going to have a reoccurring role again. I don't, I don't even watch Raw, so I don't have a lot of stake in it. But, um, yeah, that, that that's – I don't have a lot more to say about that thing. Um, what the fuck? Um, David Starr. Let's, let's just get into fucking David Starr, man. This this guy's off the fucking hook. Um, I, I said a while ago, this dude is just an attention whore. Um, he, he's just – uh, he's like a whiny millennial attention grabbing douchebag. Um, I used to be all right with David. He came on the show a few times. Um, I think I asked him on once. And then after that, he had asked me to come on several times. The one time he wanted to come on just to be part him and Shane Strickland had been listening to the show regularly. He said, Oh, we crack up laughing and da da da. And I just want to come on the show and just be like, just kind of sitting, you know, sit there like while you do what you do and shit like that. So I said, sure, whatever, whatever. But um, seeing like the, how he is now it boggles my mind how he ever listened to my show because I'm not like a, for the for the faint at heart, I, I guess I'd say, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty blunt about things and, and not not super PC. So for a guy like David Starr, who is now like, toting the flag of every single movement and, and every sensitive group on the fucking planet. It's weird how you would like me for two seconds. Cause I would think that I'm the opposite of what David Starr is all about. Um, he went to um, Germany. Uh, he went somewhere over there, you know, with the Holocaust memorials or monuments and, um, and, and he, he posed in front of, I, I, you know, I'm not a historical guy. I really don't know uh, the specific, names of the the places he went and stuff like that but there's a wall that has the names of you know the people lost in the holocaust and he he posed for a picture in front of it like crying like directly into the camera like that shit that shit is crazy man like i understand going you know um you know it's your heritage and and you know experience in these type of things but to look directly in the camera like ugly crying and shit like you're looking for attention, bro. That's not, that's not like a genuine, like, man, this is sad. Yo, here I go over here. Like he was like staring at the fucking screen, ugly crying at it and shit. Like that's some weird shit, bro. Um, so he, he was doing that. And then he took up the whole fucking, um, the, the war against the, uh, what was that dude's name? The, um, the, the Jewish guy. Well, he wasn't Jewish, but he had the, the Jewish, uh, gimmick. Um, fuck, I, I don't remember his name, but the, he's got like a Jewish comedy gimmick and he took up a whole, like, this is fucked up. Like you can't, you can't have a gimmick that makes fun of the, the, my culture and all of this. And he was like real high and mighty about the whole thing and offended about it. And like one of this dude, like ripped out of the wrestling business because he was so offended by his culture being, uh, you know, uh, attacked in this manner and, and that type of thing. I forget what the, what the fuck was that dude's name? Anybody listening know what I'm talking about? The, the, the guy fucking, uh, he wore the big fucking Jewish hat. Um, I don't know, but he, he was a comedy wrestler and, um, he, he was just doing like over the top, like, you know, I mean, Mel Brooks is Jewish, but like nothing really outside of the Mel Brooks wheelhouse of, you know, hacky Jewish jokes. And he was doing like a lot of those type of things. And David Starr was like over the top offended by everything he did. So he, he took that stance on that. And then like shortly after he had a fans bring the weapons match with um, 
fucking Joey Janela at Beyond, and they use the menorah and the fans bring the weapons match with like barbed wire on it. So it's like, all right, are you super sensitive towards things within your religion, or are you not? Because I'm pretty sure like that's that's probably frowned upon to use like something that uh that holds like um you know big meaning and I. Shaheen sent me a video, but I'm I'm trying to do the show and I can't watch a video and see the thing. But I'll I'll watch the video afterwards. I don't know what you're sending me, bro. But um, but yeah, like I I would think a a menorah and a fans bring the weapons match would be against your religion if you know someone just doing lighthearted comedy on that would you know. So he just seems like a complete hypocrite. Um, and then I had heard um not long ago he was doing something for the Pride Month uh during Pride Month I should say where he put out like rainbow shirts or something. And uh, he was selling those like David star rainbow pride shirts and somebody called him out. And then he started donating money and stuff, which I don't, I don't know a whole lot about. That's just what I heard. Now, the latest thing is this dude got new trunks made with, with BLM on there. Black lives matter. Come on, bro. Come on. (laughs) And he's like, what? I, 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 you know, I stand up for everyone's rights. And it's like, dude, really? To me, too, like a Jewish dude with fucking Black Lives Matter trunks sounds like like a Mad TV sketch. Like that that sounds wild as hell. Like, um, I'm not calling for there to be a racial divide or anything like that. But like, black people and Jewish people are generally not like, you know, best friends. So it's just like a wild combo. It's like. Like I said, it sounds like satire. It sounds like a sketch, like you know, like a the, the crossover where the Jewish guy is like in a black, black, uh, black lives rally, uh, black lives matter rally. You know, what I mean, it just it just seems out of character. Which again, you know, support all all the great causes out there and stuff like that. You know, and and anything that stands for peace and this and that. But the shit's shit's a gimmick, bro. You you're not about it like that. And why, why, you know, as a, as a Jewish dude, would you need that on your trunks to to wrestle? You know, it's just it's fucking weird. So uh, Trey Miguel called him out on that and uh, was going at him about it, and you know, he he's doing his whole uh, high and mighty shit, but uh, it, it's wild. Um, so what else? Um, oh, I wanted to talk about this um this this um fucking little mermaid thing now look here's the thing people people take these wild stances on these things either left or right or up or down or this and that and then you get another side group that goes like people are worried about a character in a in a disney movie like you don't have any like first off half of these motherfuckers are posting like uh, chicks are uh, or posting selfies of themselves and putting damn or wow on their own selfies and shit like that. You got time to do that. Like make it a comment on what you think about this or that. It doesn't mean you're dedicating your life to it. it. doesn't mean like you're locking yourself in your fucking room and like, I'm not going to work. They're doing the mermaid black. Like it doesn't really mean like you're dedicating your life to it. Uh, yeah. Matthias glass. That's, that's the name of the dude I was talking about. Thanks Pierre. Um, but it doesn't mean like, you know, like I'm marching against the fucking uh, Black Mermaid or, you know, um, my personal opinion on the thing. I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think they should do that. Now, 
not because like yo black people shouldn't this or that or whatever the case is but the thing is is like it to me it's authenticity um so like disney made the little mermaid famous i i saw someone posting some shit like yo like but in the books it's who gives a fuck about the book disney's little mermaid the fucking cartoon made the little mermaid famous so that's that's the look you know and and my reason for that too as far as um you know why I would say, yo, it's not a good look to do it another way is because if you turned on that movie midway through and you didn't know who to, who was who and what was what, and you just saw, like, the mermaid swimming, you know, which one is that? Because that's not fucking area. Like, imagine, like, a kid goes fucking trick-or-treating. If your costume is whack, if you don't look like the motherfucker in the cartoon, they're going to go, who are you, little girl? You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, you want at first glance to be like, oh, clearly that's Ariel, fucking spot on. Like boom, that that that's that's my thing there. Like I'm a huge Gremlin fan. If they suddenly remade Gremlins and the motherfuckers were blue, I'd be like, yeah, what the fuck is that? Not because I hate blue fucking people or blue Gremlins. It's because it's authenticity. It, it's what's your first thing, you know, w- when you recognize the character at, at first glance. That's what the fuck it is. You know what I mean? That's what, I ain't gonna watch the fucking movie. I don't give a fuck what color you make the mermaid. I'm not gonna watch the fucking movie. I'm just saying like that's just my opinion on it. It's just like if you if you put uh you know a- any kind of character that has like a look or or some kind of um recognition like when you when you look at it and you're like oh yeah the, the red-haired fucking mermaid yeah like okay so now you switch it up and you make it something different well now you're going to have to keep me up to speed on that you know I'm going to have to turn on the movie and someone's going to have to say oh no that's Ariel they went a different direction with this oh all right fucking I don't hate it. I'm not, like, fucking furious, but, like, nah. I mean, at first glance, that shit doesn't look right. It looks off, you know? It has nothing to do with race. It's authenticity. That's all. Um, but, again, I ain't watching a movie either way, so I don't give a fuck. They could have made her, you know, bright fucking red hair, light pale skin. Still ain't watching it. So, um, it was just a matter of opinion. And, you know, half the time with this shit, it's the people who get so fucking riled up that makes me even comment on it. Um, yeah, Ruck is saying I hate blue people. You know what I mean? That that's that's you know, that's that's my uh, undercover gimmick is is I just it's fucking blue people, man. Um, but yeah, that that that's just me. Like, I, at first glance, that shit doesn't look fucking. But the people that go like, oh, if you fucking if you got a problem with them making a black mermaid, you racist motherfucker. And it's like, hold up. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't need, I, I just, I'm going off the box of the fucking Ariel, the, the, the little mermaid. We've always seen red, red fucking hair and shit. Like same, same shit. Like if they made flounder a fucking orange fish, like Nemo, I'd be like, yo, what, it wasn't a yellow. Like it would throw me, you know what I mean? Like if, if you, um, I hate the blue mini. I don't like the blue mini. I mean, if that's what you're going with, Eric. Um, so I don't know. It, it just, it just throws me off to me. Like if, if again, I came in mid movie, I'd be like, Oh, which one is that one? But if I saw something that looked just like the Ariel we knew, I'd be like, Oh, that's Ariel. Okay. But again, who gives a fuck? Cause I ain't watching it. So if they sell and they fucking sell box office, then fuck it. Doesn't even matter. So, um, I think, I think that's what, that's what makes the big difference. Um, but, you know, there's just so much sensitivity over fucking everything. Um, it, just, just shit that wouldn't fly. I mean, 
you know, and here's some like real non PC shit, right? So speaking of Halloween costumes, right? When I was 13 years old, I was homie the clown, man. And that shit was on point. Now, when I was a fucking kid, man, I wasn't raised to know what blackface was. I wasn't raised to know that like there was there was a hatred there. There was, my shit was legit, man. I psh, uh, if I was just a white clown, motherfuckers wouldn't know who I was. I, like my parents didn't like come at me like, yo, like, but if we do this, you're gonna look like a racist because it was my favorite show on TV. It shit cracked me the fuck up. Homie the Clown was the dude. Like, I went to fucking school. I, I spent the entire day at fucking schools. Homie the fucking clown. These days, I would have been on the fucking news. I would have been sent home before fucking homeroom was over. And I would have been on the fucking news. Now, like, back then, it was like... And it wasn't because, like, everyone was racist. It was all good. Like, no, there was no hate in my fucking blood. Like, I fucking loved it. When When you... You know, you dress up as your favorite characters. You're dressing up as your favorite characters. It's not like, yo, I, I hate the race of characters that I'm dressing up as. That was my fucking guy. My my little brother was the Terminator, and I was homie the clown. I would be on the motherfucking news. <laughs> this, this shit wouldn't. There's no way that would fly. And now it would have to be racist if you did anything along those lines. But again, I wasn't I wasn't raised to feel that way. I wasn't raised to feel like, yo, if I do this to look just like that guy, well, that means I'm mocking the whole race and and I must hate him and shit like this. It's it's not it's never been like that. But again, like if if I walked out, you know, uh, walked up to the door, knocked and was like, uh, yo, this dude looks like this. Oh, I got it. yeah, it's on my Facebook, bro. Um, Shaheen, I'll, I'll I'll pull him up. It's on my Facebook. Um. Even if you look at my photos, it says, like, when I was 13 or some shit. And it's my little brother looked like fucking um, the Terminator. Like, a little tiny-ass Terminator. And me as homie. And my homie is fucking legit, dog. It's crazy. But, again, I mean, fucking call it racist if you want. People people want to create hate where there's no hate. And I can't I can't ride with it. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's not me. To me, that was the funniest show on fucking television. So, if that makes me, you know, a racist because... I wanted to look like that, you know, if you wanted to look like fucking Wolverine, uh, that wouldn't really make you hate mutants. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's especially as a kid, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be born and, and raised to, to fucking hate things or, or to, to feel like, well, if I look like this, this person will be offended. Or if I look like this, this person will be offended. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different story if your your character, you know, that you, you're all about was like Hitler and you dressed like Hitler. And it's like, whoa, 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 you're dressing as a guy that hated other people. This was a guy that fucking made people laugh. This was this was a guy's fucking character that was beloved. You know what I mean? So to me, that that's how I viewed it. Um, so that's the, just just a quick fucking thing I thought of when I was thinking of the, the topic and the black aerial and the Halloween costumes and, you know, your immediate reaction. If you don't look like that character is, well, who are you? You know, that's when you know you got a bullshit costume is when you're a popular ass character and the motherfucker at the door goes, well, who are you supposed to be? <laughs> like, that's you fucking up. Yeah, you know I mean, that's what you're supposed to be something that you don't fucking look like today. I mean, not today at all. You better bring a picture with you if your costume's bullshit. Um I had fucking, you know, some teachers like, oh, shit, like, it, it wasn't a big deal. I was bopping motherfuckers with the sock and shit, like, the whole day, man. They had to tell me to stop bopping people with the sock. That's the only fucking, like, criticism I got. Not like, yo, you better, yo, that shit isn't right. 
they're just like, you can't hit people. I know it's just a sock filled with other socks and shit like this. And I think I had some powder in it. So, you know, like on homie to clown. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what can you do? Um, so I hit on fucking, what was that Monday? I hit six years sober. Um, what can I say? Um, I was in bad fucking shape, you know, six years ago, uh, now, you know, six years and a week ago, I was in bad fucking shape. I was drinking a hundred beers a week. No exaggeration whatsoever. I was drinking three thirty packs without a question and hitting, hitting back, you know, again, after that, uh, uh that wasn't the end of my, my week on three thirty packs and some vodka and some whatever the fuck else I, I would, some weeks I'd lean away from the vodka that would get me in trouble a lot quicker. Um, you know, and, uh, it's, it, it, it was fucking killing me. I was dying. I, like I, I saw the fucking, it wasn't a light at the end of my tunnel. It was darkness. It was a lot of fucking darkness, man. And like, um, you know, my legitimate schedule was, I still work six days a week at the fucking place I work now. I've been there for 18 years. Um, but between the hours of six thirty at night and one in the morning, I would drink a good 15, 18 beers every fucking night. No question. Uh, within the first half hour of being home, two beers were gone. No, no fucking question. I binge drink. I drink fast. Um, I go through a lot of fluids, whatever I'm drinking. So when it became beer and that type of thing, um, you know, I went through my hard alcohol phases and stuff like that. And I would take fucking two double shots within the first 10 minutes of being home straight up. Like I'd pour the fucking double shot, fucking bang that out, barely go do something and be like, got it. You know, it was like, I was racing for that feeling. Once I felt that fucking buzz, that little bit of something then I was like, okay, now I'm back normal. And I would fucking bury myself by one o'clock in the morning, I was fucking blackout every single night. And, um, I'd have to wake up every morning. I drag myself out of bed and like, you know, I work at nine, nine to six. Now I'm nine five during the week well nine to five all week because they got the fucking hours back overall not my hours but everybody's um and uh i would drag myself the fuck out of bed seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning drag myself to work come back at home six thirty at night and start that fucking cycle again and it was like fun and all that shit 30, 7 30, 8 30. Yeah, now as we start to get to 10 30, 11 30 at night, now it's getting dirty. It's getting dark. It's getting fucking angry. You know what I mean? And I just I just continue this fucking cycle, this never ending cycle, and I couldn't get out of it. And um, you know, I'd hit up everybody in my fucking contacts and why don't we hang out? What the fuck? You know, and I was alone, man. Uh I, I wasn't I wasn't hanging out with a bunch of fucking people partying. Very rarely would I have any plans with anybody. This was like solo fucking drinking myself into oblivion on on a nightly basis. And, um, you know, I, I'd go hang at a party or something like that very, very occasionally because, you know, I don't hang out with a lot of motherfuckers. And, um, you know, the same way that you would drink at a party, the same way that everybody drink at a party, would be the same shit the next night at home by myself and, um, I, I definitely saw the fucking window closing, man. And, um, every morning I'd have to wake up, I'd have to check my fucking Facebook, check my IMs and, and all that shit to see who I pissed off, who I said some fucked up shit to, who I burned a bridge with, 
what the fuck happened the night before because I just didn't fucking know, man. And I had to make a lot of apologies. But knowing that those apologies were genuine in the morning, but by the night I could be back on with the same motherfucker. You know what I mean? It just... It, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And um, I had to pull myself out of that shit, and I did. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm really proud that I pulled myself out of that. I was able to steer myself in a physical uh, in a physical direction. So I took myself down the road to fucking training in the gym, and, and I started myself up at these um these obstacle course races. And, um, you know, I gave myself something to drive at. So now, you know, every year when I do these races – man, I train all fucking year. And then when I hit these races, I see what, you know, okay, what, what did all that work get me? You know, I got something to drive at. So, um, you know, the mind of an addict, it's, it's fucking driven. It's, it's, it's real fucking focused. Cause you'll, you'll lose everything in your world. You'll, you'll burn every fucking bridge. Nothing can stop you. you you'll knock down everything in your way in a destructive way and fuck your whole life up. Now, if you could take that same focus and put it at something you're really trying to accomplish, like that physicality and shit, that's why, like, you know, within these six years, I mean, I'm 15 pounds heavier muscle-wise, you know what I mean? That's 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 what that does, you know, that that focus put in the right direction will do that. So, um, again, you know, I'm I'm proud of my accomplishments. Uh, um, it, it's something that I don't even, like, I don't, I don't crave because I already know. I already fucking know. There's no, there's no lying to myself and going like, oh, I could just have one. I already know. I'm fucking four drinks in. By, by the time I get done saying, yo, I think I could have one, I'm like, and then another and another. I'm drinking all this shit. Like, I already know. Like, I'm fucking blackout drunk before I have one because I know that's where my fucking head is at. It's not, it's not going to go to a place where like, oh, I could just, I, I, I've done that. I think I can maintain shit. I know the fucking difference now. I can't fucking maintain. I got no volume control. I do everything to the fucking highest extent, everything. So that, I mean, that, that, I mean, you see the way that I fucking train. Um, you see the way that you know, every, every hobby I have, I do to a pretty fucking high extent. Um, I have two fucking 46 gallon fish tanks over here. I got a fucking, uh, uh, 16 foot by 20 foot pen in the back with fucking two ducks and within, uh, <laughs> two ducks, six pigeons. And within like, two months i had 12 fucking chickens as soon as i got that shit built it was like oh let me get a couple chickens my first thought was three now i got fucking 12 and i'm good on 12 but it went from fucking zero to 12 and like bam because that's i'm fucking i'm extreme with shit you know um so i i already know i already know my tolerance is is not a fucking moderation isn't in my dna so um you know it's it it just is what it is i know what it is I, i got through it um, so yeah, I'm happy about that. Um, to speak on this same fucking topic, um, Joey Janela, man. Um, I, you know, I said the other night when, uh, he was doing the commentary on the fucking, uh, backyard thing. I said, dude, you know what? Like, cause I've been, I've been laughing at this motherfucker for a minute and I'm like, you know, this, this is some shit where like, if you're watching somebody like on a conveyor belt going towards a wood chipper and shit, and you know by when they get there, it's gonna fuck them up. And the whole time you're like, look at this stupid motherfucker. He's just gonna sit on that fucking that that uh that fucking uh, treadmill. He's just gonna sit on that fucking conveyor belt and just keep going. Look at this dumb motherfucker, man. And you keep pointing at him and keep pointing at him, but them fucking blades start spinning and he's getting like real fucking close. You go, all right, let me, let me stop making fun of this motherfucker. Cause shit's about to get real fucking ugly. That's the feeling I, I, I'm starting to get with Joey. 
Now, look, um, I'm not going to put this dude on blast um, as far as what I said and what he said. Um, but I reached out to him today, this morning. And I look, I've been burying Joey for fucking months and months and fucking probably years at this point. Um, because I know he could be better. I, you know, I started off a Joey Janela fan. You know what I mean? So this, this is, you know, just seeing him like just do jerk off shit. But again, I've been there. I, I don't think it's cute. And I don't, I don't humor it to the extent of going like, yeah, like this is all good. This is fun. I, I used to have fun. Like, nah, I don't, I don't see it that way. I see this dude ruining his fucking opportunities, getting opportunities and man, he's just like he's got that fuse lit, and it's just getting closer and closer to fucking blowing up. And he's just he's just letting it happen. Um, you know, I was I was 35 years old before I fucking got my shit together. So I'm 41 now. So I'm six years into to being what I want to be. But it took me till then. He's still young, so I mean, it, it could be a while. But I hit him up, and I just said, "Look, man, like." I'll stop the joke and I'll stop all the shit I'm talking about. If you take your shit seriously, I'll take your shit seriously. I'll completely support you in your recovery or whatever. You clearly have a problem, dude. Anybody who doesn't know, this dude had like this, this silly ass fucking altercation with um, Enzo Amore where he, he looked like, I mean, like if you, if you handed your cat the video game controller to play like Street Fighter, that's how he looked in there. Only the character is still going to have a fight stance when you hand it to the cat. Like, he looked fucking crazy. He looked crazy as shit, man. Like, he, there is no believability. Like, if this dude just put the stance he comes out to the fucking ring with. Like, when they ring the bell. And if he just did some shit like this, it would have looked better than what the fuck he was doing out there. I don't know what the fuck he was going on through his head. I don't know. I mean, he was about to get his ass bust. But... This dude is like he's he's being honest about a lot of this shit. So you're seeing a lot of this shit come through his honesty. It's not it's not fully taking responsibility, but it's it's acknowledging a lot of what what the fuck was going on. Like he drops some of that tough guy shit and he goes like, yeah, he probably would have beat my ass. Like this dude's box before, and I fucking yeah, he would he would have fucked me up. Like, and I started this shit and I this and that. So. You know, you see some glimpses there where he's do- at least acknowledging the type of shit he's doing. So, um, but again, I hit him up and just said, look, man, I know I, I, I've fucking buried you a lot, but like, I've been through this shit. I beat it. it, it if you're going in a direction where you're getting your shit together, I'll fucking, I'll 100% support what the fuck you're doing. And, uh, you know, what I mean, like, special issues, dude, because it got to the point where, like, I, I was just like, yo, I was, like, joking and shit while I was fucking watching that backyard thing, and it was sounding like Daffy Duck with a fucking brain injury, and I was just like, yo, this this is the this is the sad fella Joey Janela. This isn't no bad boy. There, there ain't no bad boy about this. This motherfucker's the sad fella, and um, I think it works better with Janela, too, personally, but, I mean, you know, to each their own, um, but, uh, and you see him fight that pool? When he fought that pool, man, he was blown up. I don't know what he's going to do with Loki, man, because that pool had his fucking heart. He almost lost to that fucking pool out there. Um, and then he went on to try to fight Enzo. I Shit, man. Um, but Joey doesn't think he has a problem. You know, Joey responded to me respectfully. And, and that's why, like I said, I'm not I, – I, I didn't hit him up so I could put this on the show at all. 
that that wasn't even close to why I like I, I legitimately wanted to reach out and like, dude, if you need help, I've been there type shit. I'm not a professional, but I've been there, you know, and as a guy who's been, you know, burying you more than fucking anybody. Fucking there's still part of me that goes like, man, I wish this fucking dude would turn out of this fucking crash. You know what I mean, um, but, you know. Uh, he, he, he legitimately does not think he has a problem. And again, I didn't, I didn't until I was fucking 35. I, I mean, I knew I had a problem years before that, but there was no stopping it. You know what I mean? And they say like the first part of, uh, you know, admitting the first part of, uh, beating addiction is admitting you have a problem or something like that. So I think that right now that's, that's Joey's biggest problem is not admitting there's a problem. He doesn't drink every night. So he thinks it's all right. Um, again, uh, look. It is what it is. Um, the thing that, you know, some of these ridiculous fans, these people are just fucking retarded. Like, there's a dude, uh, Leon, yeah, Leon on uh, uh, Shaheen's page over there. This this kid is retarded. He just keeps going like, yeah, dude, he makes six figures, and he was the main event of the, the AEW show. You, what is your fucking problem? They just, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. It's like, yo, like, there, there's, fuck, man, you... you you don't see a fucking thing in front of you. I mean, I'm surprised this guy doesn't get hit by a car every time he leaves his house. This Leon kid. Because, I mean, you can't see reality. Like, you, I don't know how you've ever crossed the street. It's crazy. Um, but, like, you know, the reality of this is, is like, yo, yeah, he makes six figures. Yeah, he, makes, he works for this big company with TV. This company is catering to all of the most sensitive groups on the fucking planet every sensitivity group out there. And if you think that this guy is going to go out there with viral videos, fucking blackout drunk fist fighting people, calling people out on Twitter, screaming about he's making six figures, all of this shit. He's the only guy doing that on their entire roster. If you think he's holding that fucking contract for years and continuing the way he's doing right now, you're fucking crazy. You're stupid as shit. If you think that this is the road for him to be fucking a superstar. He he worked one fucking match with the Battle Royal, got thrown on his fucking head. His gimmick was smoking a cigarette, get a staple to his head, thrown out of the fucking ring. He had a banger with fucking uh with um Moxley, but that that was like an unsanctioned match and all of this stuff. You know they're trying to put out like this isn't what we do, but unsanctioned wise, shit could get crazy. Okay, so now he's in a six man going into Saturday's show. Does he stand out? I mean, Joey has the ability. You know, he knows how to stand out, but Joey's big fucking ticket is doing crazy shit. And, um, again, I don't think this shit is going to be long lived that, that, um, that contract, if he's acting like that, this dude isn't going to be, you know, and part of it is he said, I started with Enzo to see if I could get on TMZ or some shit, bro. You get, you get on TMZ, uh, drunk fighting with some wrestler that used to be in the business and this and that Tony Khan ain't gonna be cool with that shit Tony Khan it ain't I I don't know the guy at all but I know the guy's all over the fucking road already um you know he had Cody and and um Dustin in their bloodbath and as soon as Cody caught that chair shot on the next show he was all over the media no 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 we're not about that we're not about that that was an accident we're not about that so if he's apologetic towards his biggest fucking uh, one of the uh, owners, you know, it's, it's Cody and the Bucks, right? With, with Tony Khan. Um, 
if he's apologetic about some of his actions, you think he ain't cutting that fucking contract six figures and this guy's out there fighting people on a viral internet video? It's It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. And if you're naive to that and you just want to say, oh, yeah, it's just he's fucking he's doing his thing. And, oh, he's main event and fucking sit back and watch because it just shit ain't going to this shit ain't going to last long. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, and, I, and I'm trying to, you know, funny is funny, man. I, I'm going to keep cracking on the motherfucker when he keeps doing dumb shit. But, you know, I try to have a little bit of compassion about it because I've been there. I'm not a compassionate throughout guy. Again, like through this whole shit, I wasn't like, oh, I've been there. I have sympathy. I ain't going to make fun of the guy. I'm like, look at this stupid motherfucker. But again, like before he hits the wall and be like, hey, man, you need it. You know, <laughs> if you need fucking talk to somebody like, yo, oh, you just gonna hit the wall. Like, I don't know, man. You know, is what it is. Um, the fuck. Uh, oh, I just want to like just touch on this bar rescue show, right? Because. I watched a bunch, speaking of drinking, um, I had um, watched Bar Rescue a lot years ago when it was like Spike, and then I think Spike went out, and now it's Paramount, some shit, I, somehow I lost fucking Bar Rescue, so I missed like a whole fucking season, so I started like binge watching again, I'm caught up now, but, um, so I started watching it again, and then John Taffer dude, and he loses his fucking mind on these bars, but this shit like, it's like a love-hate relationship with this fucking show, because part of it, I'm like, yo, that's cool, and I, I like the remakes, um, I like the big, like, transition shit. Like, even at the end, I don't know if anybody ever watched that show, Monster House. She used to be cool as hell. They used to be like, oh, you like sharks? We'll make fucking house in the fucking shark house. And you just walk in, and it looks like fucking scene from Jaws and shit in your fucking living room. Like, which, you know, I mean, who wants that? But she was just cool. They would be like, oh, normal white walls. And be like, oh, it's a fucking mouth of a shark you're walking through. Like, it was some dope shit. So I like seeing, like, that before and after type shit like that. And I like Trainwreck TV, so it, it, it kind of, you know, most of the shit I watch on TV is bullshit. But, um, uh, so his whole gimmick is he goes in there. Everything he sees is the worst he's ever seen. Everything he did. But this shit's wild because... Again, I've been through this shit, man. And you'll see these people that are just like fucking blackout drunk and fucking like part of the, they're, they're like the owners. So like the, the alcohol is unlimited. They're drinking every single day. They're, they're yelling at their fucking customers. They're yelling at their fucking staff. They're treating everybody like shit. And, um, and then the dude comes in, yells at him a little bit. And then the next day they show up, they're like, yeah, I thought about it. I was acting irrational. It's like alcoholism does not work that way. <laughs> you, you ain't just going to get like John Taffer in there yelling a the motherfucker's face and be like, all right, you know what? I thought about it. And, uh, I guess I'm, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to work sober from now on. It's like maybe a couple people can hit the switch like that, but most people are going to fucking completely crash. There's no like overnight on that shit, especially like working and operating a bar, there's there's no way that those people are just making this recovery like that. It's crazy. So um, the one like um, the one like saving grace in that because I really started to go like ah, I can't really believe this show. Like too many people that you're clearly like some of the worst alcoholics you've ever seen, and like the next day John Taffer comes back and he's like, you think about it? And like yeah yeah I was doing wrong. I'm good now. <laughs> like that that's not reality. But um, the only thing I liked about some of that is like we started looking up and it was like, oh, yeah, that, that bar closed before the, this episode even aired. Like, so even with the remake and everybody's better and this and that, I'm like, yo, that, that motherfucker right there is not better 
And uh, sure enough, uh, yeah, this this bar is closed before the fucking shit even aired. And that bar closed before the shit even aired. So now that's like my favorite thing to look up. It's like, what really happened? Like, they'll tell you on the thing, oh, profits went up 20%. Like, ah, dickhead's not better. And uh, next thing you know, you know, yeah, it's shut down. Um, I saw he's got like a marriage marriage rescue and i'm really hesitant about that little curious but in the same token i don't know man like he's a little over the top with that and that that light switch everything's better shit because john taffer yelled at him type thing I, i'm not buying that that much so i i don't know that um that i could watch that because i i mean i'm i'm curious to see if at any point like he he yells like i'm shutting the pussy down like fucking <laughs> like like he does with the bars like that's it uh <laughs> but uh yeah i, I don't know Maybe I'll watch that shit because I'm all out of our rescue joints. I, I think they got new ones coming on now or something, so I can watch the the ones that come out. But I watch some dumb shit. Um, the Homicide Show is on Sunday. Um, I'm looking forward to the Joey Janela low key match. That's gonna be a fucking banger. I mean that that's that's gotta be great. It's just gotta be. Um, they're kicking around. Oh, is Loki going to show up? But you know, when GCW and Homicide himself are putting out that press release, is Loki going to show up? You know, motherfucking well, Loki's going to show up. So, um, looking forward to that. That's the main event. Got to see that. Um, you got LAX versus um, the old LAX, right? I think you got Homicide and Hernandez versus EYFBO, which is the new LAX. Um, you got uh, Eddie Kingston, Chris Dickinson, um, uh, G's and Joker are up against uh, Steve Mack and Kyle the Beast. Um, yeah, they they got some shit lined up on that. They they got a bunch of matches on that show. Um, I think it's definitely going to be worth watching. I think it starts at like four o'clock on a Sunday, so I got to remind myself of that because uh, I don't want to forget and try to tune in at eight o'clock and the shit's over. Um, so you got CZW actually, they're doing uh that, that show for Lyle on Friday. So, um, it's kind of wild, man. It's like a lot of people that don't even work for CZW anymore. And yeah, Lyle fucking a hundred percent deserves, you know, an absolute banger. So the people who are coming out and kind of just like doing a show that they would not normally deal with DJ or done with CZW, you know, for Lyle's benefit, I think that's great. Um, some of it's just super, super awkward. Like even on point wrestling put up like a thing earlier that said like, uh, still waiting on the graphic from CZW, but DJ said, just put this up the match that we have to, to represent on point wrestling Our on point showcases, uh, uh, drew blood versus Frankie Picard. And I'm like, Oh, that's quite a showcase. Jesus Christ. I mean, I know, um, fucking uh drew blood was like a staple of on point wrestling i didn't know ashley larry was down with on point like that but uh yeah apparently um so yeah you know some some crazy shit going on there um they got uh gresham and uh johnson silver that'll be that'll be a banger i think that's the main ccw title um that'll be a good shit um but yeah um what else can i say um Hopefully it draws. CZW hasn't drawn shit, and it's a Friday show, so I'm hoping for the sake of Lyle, it draws fucking shitload better than that 12 people they had at Dojo Wars last night. That's some wild shit right there. Uh, that is not good shit. Um, what else is going on? And then, like I said, the the, the Fighter Fest. No, it wasn't. It's not Fighter Fest. It's a uh, Fighter for the Fallen or Fight for the Fallen. 
something for the fire. I don't know. Fucking AEW doing some kind of another free pay-per-view thing on, on Saturday up against Evolve, who's doing the uh, ECW Arena. Fucking, um, you know, uh, WWE Network show. So you got a lot of uh, options out there. Uh, I think that's about all I got. Um, I, I Russell Westbrook went to the fucking uh, Rockets for Chris Paul. I don't really know who wins in that. I mean, when it comes down to it, uh, both of those guys could be the like, absolute cancer to a basketball team. Um, I think Westbrook probably has more left in him. So, but he's he's a big ball hog and he's got Harden over there. So. It's going to be rough, but, I mean, the NBA is going to be really interesting next year. There's a lot of, like, two-man teams, you know, like uh, a duos on a lot of different squads. So, um, it's something to look forward to, at least, uh, you know, as far as that thing goes. I, I think that's all I got. I don't know if I fucking missed anything. Um, but, yeah, uh, check out Shaheen. He's over there. He's doing the fucking uh, wrestling overdose. I believe a new episode drops tomorrow. I was on last week's episode. That's why you didn't hear me on Yakuza Kick Radio last week. But definitely check out last week's episode I did with him. Check out this week's episode he did with... I don't remember who he did the show with. If you're still in the chat, let me know. And I'll fucking tell you too. Um, But yeah, uh, check him out. He's over there on the Wrestling Soup feed. Uh, You know, Wrestling Soup, those guys were... uh, We go way back. Joe Numbers, Anthony Missionary Thomas. Uh, from what uh, I'm hearing from Shaheen, we might be doing a, a like a big collaboration show in next month or something like that. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't talked to those guys in years. So, uh, you know, those are good dudes. Uh, they're over there killing it, man. The, the type of thing they've created, uh, I think we started around the same time. I mean, they might have been doing, you know, some other form of something before – I'm not sure. I've been doing this for nine years now. So, um, you know, called out what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what they've created, they've created a fucking empire. I mean, they've done live shows and bars and packed that shit. They've created, like, a, an actual uh, revenue from from doing this thing. And, that, I mean, that's – I mean, shit, it does not cost me money. So, uh, they clearly have it a lot more figured out. Um, they're um, – they're on top of their game. They've been on top of their game for a long time. They have an enormous following. They've earned it. And, um, yeah, man. So big shout out to them guys. Uh, shout out Jeremy earlier. I got your five stars. Uh, like I said, Shaheen doing the, uh, wrestling overdose. Uh, he's got the nuclear heat graphics, which on Facebook comes off as hostile city graphics because I guess Facebook won't let them switch the shit over. Um, so that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's wild. That's crazy as hell. I don't know. I don't know what Facebook is. Uh, they said it's deceiving. It's like, what, what if you switch the name of your company? I don't understand. What if John Taffer came in and bar rescued your fucking graphic company and be like, now nah, here's the new sign and be like, Facebook's like, no, no, no. Because I, I mean, what, what do those motherfuckers do? I mean, maybe they shut it down. Like he said, shut the fucking bar down. And then they shut the Facebook page down and start up a new one, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what happens there. But, uh, yeah, shout out to everybody on that. Um, I, I mean, I could shout out everybody who's listened tonight, um, everybody on my friends list, and it would be less shout outs than the Gage gave on the fucking backyard show. So I think I'm just going to wrap it up. That's about all I got. Uh, if anybody got anything else they want to throw up in there, 
feel free. I'll try to touch on it real quick. Um, but that's, yeah, I think that's about it. Like I said, I'm looking forward to this uh, Janela and um, Loki match on Sunday. It's another one of those, man. Janela was online talking shit for fucking years. He was on commentary burying Loki for like three hours for no reason, really. Because I don't, I don't think this match was in the making uh, until recently. And um, now it's, it's going to come to a head where Loki, he just doesn't play games. You know, that, that's not a guy who's like, oh, good, you were talking a lot of shit. We'll have a fun match. Like, he's he's like this disciplined motherfucker, you know. Like, so uh should be pretty interesting. Uh, I'm going to, you know, get some topics together for next week. Obviously, I'll have that to talk about. Maybe I'll watch a little bit of the AEW thing on, on Saturday. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with that Saturday thing. I can't imagine I'm going to watch both of those shows. I can't imagine I'm going to watch all of one of those shows. So I'm really on the fence. I might skip watching all of that shit just to fucking. There was really nothing on that um, AEW show that drew me. Like before there was, uh, you know, the Darby Allen and um, Darby Allen and Cody and Janela and Moxley on the last one that drew me in. I think, like, all of those guys are in, like, a fucking six-man or some shit. Uh, I don't think Moxley's on the show. Jericho's going to be, like, there to talk or some shit. Like, I don't... Uh, Omega Sema, I really don't care about that. Uh, who is it? I think it's uh, Daniels... Or not Daniels. It's uh, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus the Lucha Brothers or something. I'll be all right, but... I could be wrong on that match altogether. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I definitely wish all those Evolve guys luck on the fucking WWE Network. Hopefully it gets them the shine they deserve. You know, those guys that have been a little overlooked for some time. So, so big up to all of that. And, uh, all right, let me get the fuck out of here. Sound like Gage. All right, peace. All right. Let me just hit this fucking end here on here. Outro, where's my shit at? Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers I say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like, Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. 
Yakuza Kid Radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the black guy. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food. 